record store where I'd heard the music years before. But the man there said the music wouldn't play. And in the streets, the children screamed, the lovers cried, and the poets dreamed. But not a word was spoken. The church bells all were broken. And the three men I admire most, the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, they caught the last train for the coast the day the music died. And they were singing bye-bye, Miss American Pie. Drove my Chevy to the dry and them good old boys were drinking whiskey and rye singing this will be the day that I die this will be the day that I die they were singing bye bye Miss American why drove my Chevy to the levee but the levee was dry University's WXVU Villanova. Visit our all-new website at WXVU.org. We're on air serving the main line at 89.1 on your FM dial or stream us anytime, anywhere on the Radio FX app. And welcome into Sports Takes with Jake here for the first show of senior year. And as always, we are coming to you live from the Villanova University here on a beautiful Monday night. And I'm excited to welcome in my co-host for a second year now, Mr. Zachary Tipton. How are you doing tonight, buddy, from Spearfish, South Dakota? I'm doing pretty well. It's good to be back. I've missed that live, you know. Oh, I've yeah. missed it. Yeah, a little so it's great. extended yeah. version. We just had American Pie on the 8-minute, 28-second well, I guess that's a, that is a version, but <laughs> long song anyway. But um, yeah, very excited to be back on the radio. Uh, it is the top of the hour. You are listening to V eighty nine point one, The Roar, um, and we are we are super excited. We got a lot to get to tonight. Uh, we're gonna cover a lot of ground. We got a lot that we want to discuss, and uh, it's nice. We you know last time we were in here in May. Um, you know, I really, I did say the Phillies going to win a division. That's not going to happen, um, obviously. But they, I did say they will make the playoffs, which does look more and more true by the day. Um, they had a horrible uh, one and five road trip out in Arizona and San Francisco. They got swept out by Gabe Kapler's Giants, and they lost two or three to the Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks it seems like they're always a house of horrors for us in Arizona. I don't know why. But we always lose out there for some reason. Um, came back home, and then we uh, took care of business. Got two or three from the Fish, the Marlins, and then did some damage to the Nationals. They are just absolutely awful. I mean, there's literally what? They have Luke Voigt, Cesar Hernandez, a former Philly. Some pitchers. Right? Michael Franco, a former Philly. 
And Nelson Cruz is like a 50-year-old designated hitter at this point. <laughs> like, that's basically their lineup. Hey, don't be bashing Nelly over here. He carried the Twins for two years. He did. He did. What, did he have like 40-some homers a couple I years think ago? Both, I think both years ridiculous. he had them. It was something like that. But we got – we traded him for a lot, so we got some good picks for him at least. Yeah. But Nationals are obviously just awful. Um, <clears throat> but uh, we'll go back to the game yesterday or the – what I call it a marathon that was this game yesterday. First pitch at 108 Eastern. Nola pitches two innings, and then if you know, as you live in if you live in the area or really anywhere in Pennsylvania, or the East Coast yesterday it was raining like all day, so they suspended the game. Three hours and 36 minutes later, they resumed the longest single in-game rain delay in Philly's history. This is going all the way back to. 1882. Now, obviously, they didn't keep track of rain delays back in 1882, but in the Phillies club history, that's their longest rain delay in game. Three hours, 36 wow. minutes. Um, came back, Phillies are down 4-1. And Reese Hoskins steps up to the plate, hits a massive three-run homer in the fifth that's tied up at four. Huge hit for Hoskins, who's... Been a lot of uh, discussions about him possibly getting let go in the off season. Uh, Phillies looking. A lot of people are saying the Phillies want to really target Trey Turner, shortstop really? from the Los Angeles Dodgers. Yeah, a lot of um, insiders or Phillies are saying that's their that's going to be our prime target in the off season possibly, if they don't keep Hoskins, because um, Hoskins is a minus defender at first. He's just not good at mm-hmm. first base. He's yeah, just no. not. I mean, you saw that. You went to the game against Marlon. They cost us that game. Oh, yeah, There's other factors, of course, but, I mean, that was a big play in the ninth inning. Yeah. You know, he just completely ran over it. Way too aggressive trying to get a double play ball there. He just should take the out. Um, you you know, he could have backed up there, got the out at first. I mean, he would have had a guy in second with one out, but at least he would have had one out instead. You know, goes through and, you know, that's that. They lose 6-5 to the Marlins, but um, he's not a good defender. Um very streaky hitter. Very, when he's hot, he can hit a home run basically every night. But when he's not, he is. It, it can be nasty for a while. I mean, he goes through these cold stretches. He won't hit. I mean, he'll have twenty five, thirty at bats, or he won't even have a single hit. One hundred percent. Or one or two hits. Then he. You know, a few guys. And like then that. he and he goes score. And then he goes scorcher for a week or two, and he's just very inconsistent. That's the problem with Reese. But he hit a three run homer in this game. In the fifth, he also had a sacrifice fly in the sixth. Alec Bowman's a game-winning two-run homer in the seventh inning. Uh, kind of funny from this game, you know, the seven-and-a-half-hour, or seven-and-a-half-hour, the three-and-a-half-hour rain delay, you're thinking, well, what are they going to do in a clubhouse? Naturally, they watched the Eagles uh, play. They beat the, the Lions. 38-35, we'll get back. to that a little bit later. But uh, so that was interesting to – they they admitted they watched Eagles during the delay, um, and hard to believe they have now won twenty one of their last twenty three games against the Nationals, which I believe is like the only the third time in franchise history. This is going all the way back to eighteen eighty two that they've beaten an opponent twenty one out of twenty three times. I mean, it's the Nationals. Oh, it's still. I mean, that's impressive. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, they're still a major league team. I know they suck, but I mean, they're still. Major league team, it's hard They're to do. They're a triple A team at best here. Well, I don't know. I mean, they have. I mean, like I said, they have Voight, Hernandez, a couple guys. I mean, I know 
Who's that young shortstop they have? I forget his name, but he's really good. Oh shoot, CJ Abrams, I think. Yeah, his maybe name it's CJ Abrams. They have a ton of guys in Triple he A. Is, like, top he's he's going to be a star. They have a top of guys. He's going to be a ton star. of guys. Like their like their top at least, prospects. At least defensively, yeah. I mean, he made some ridiculous plays over the weekend in Philly. I don't know about his offense, but his defense is incredible. Oh, his offense is there too. I mean, okay, he was, there's well, a reason he was a top prospect in the. Well, entire he's probably going to be a good young player for them. So oh yeah, I guess, um, that's probably one of the guys going to build around. I would think. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. But even this article here on NBC Sports Philadelphia, they've won twenty-one of their last twenty-five against the Marlins and the Nationals. And the Marlins have been a team that we've historically struggled with in the last four or five seasons. Um, so that's a good sign. So Anthony Dominguez comes back. He missed nearly a month with triceps tendonitis. I am not a doctor, but that doesn't sound too good. Uh, he pitched a one-two-three eighth. And then David Robertson came up in, picked up the save in the ninth. Um, he actually had a save? He did. Yeah, I think it's his fifth save as a Philly, I think. Okay. And how many tries? I know he's definitely blown a couple, like one or two at least. Um, because he blew one against the Marlins. Game I went did, to. yeah. Yeah, he did. Um, I think he's blown at least one or two. I'm not totally sure of that, though. But um, Philly is now 78-62. and 62. And they gained a game on the San Diego Padres, who lost to the Dodgers again. I'm rooting against any team who's playing the Padres at this point. <laughs> I mean, you got to root against the Padres, and you got to root against the Brewers. Yeah, at I this mean, point. the Brewers got tough. They got the Yankees and Mets coming up, so they're they're in some deep water. It's really a three man race in this in this in this wild card. I mean, it, yeah, because I mean, it's basically it. whoever loses the battle between the Braves and the Mets, and they're going to be the first wild card, pretty much guaranteed at this point. Yeah, I mean. Um, Braves, yeah, Braves are there, and then it's Phillies, Padres, and then Brewers are two games back of the Padres. Yeah, that's so, interesting. And they're three and a half back of the Phillies. Then so. the next closest one is Giants that are nine and a half yeah, back, they, they so they're, they're done. So out, yeah. it's just Brewers, Padres, Phillies at this point. You got to keep it. And the Phillies do have a tiebreaker over the Padres, so it's, or over the Brewers, so it's basically like a four-game lead for the Phillies because they have that tiebreak. Do they have the day off today? The Phillies have the day off. They are in Miami tomorrow. As we were talking about before we came in, they are facing Sandy Alcantara for a sixth time. Probably, if may, I mean, but definitely the best pitcher in the National League, if not the best pitcher in baseball. Are you guys? What's your record against him this year? Are you guys own five against him? No, no, no. We definitely won. We de- I know we won one of them. I think we've won at least two. Okay. At least two. that's pretty good. At least because you just he's on he's been unhittable this year. Yeah, he has struggled recently though, but. Um, Still gonna be the NL Cy Young. Oh, he's still gonna be. Yeah, I mean, he's undoubtedly gonna be the NL Cy Young. He's been crazy good this year. Actually, the Dodgers wanted him, but the Marlins, I guess, wanted more than the Dodgers were willing to give up, um, and rightfully so. I mean, he's <clears throat> one of the best. Um, actually, says on here, uh, uh, the sixth time facing Alcantara this season for the Phillies. That is the most meeting with any starting pitcher since 1960. Yeah, for the Phillies. That's incredible. That's a lot in one year. I mean, because to think about, I mean, the way it's constructed now, you play 19 games against every division opponent. Yeah. So it's and basically once every series you're facing them. Basically. I mean, yeah, you're just getting unlucky with the scheduling yeah, that the he rotation, ends up getting. He gets yeah. them put up in the rotation every time they face you. So I mean, mm-hmm. that's just kind of unlucky <laughs> on your on your guys's part. Uh, yeah. But uh, but that's good though because like. That's the quality of pitching you're going to be facing in the playoffs. I mean, yeah, you're going to be facing. I mean, if you're facing the Braves, you got Spencer Strider, who's a. I mean, I don't know if he's either number one guy now or is. I would consider Strider probably a two. 
a one or two. It's one I don't or even two. know their one. Max Fried is a one. Max Fried their one. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I. I mean, but it's probably close between both. That's of them. a lethal one-two punch. That <laughs> is. No, their entire team. Like I was saying, the Braves. I was saying you like the Braves have their entire lineup and their entire pitching core basically locked up for well, the next like, like eight, eight years, to ten years. It's ridiculous. Eight to ten years, which I'm like, that's insane. I mean, they're gonna be a force for a long time. And they got. Big contracts, almost all of their guys. Yeah, like Austin Riley signed that huge contract, which is smart because, like, if you wait it out and then they are even better, then you're spending even more money. I mean, yeah, you got. I mean, who, who they signed? Alves is signed. Ozuna's Alves, signed. Riley. Right? We said Dan's. I think Danzy Swanson signed, signed a giant contract as well. Yeah, I think Acuna signed for a while as well. So Matt Olson. Matt Olson, yeah, he's there for there for a while. That's been a stunner this year. I mean, I thought when they lost Freddie Freeman, I'm like, that's going to be tough to replace him. Matt Olson's been a very serviceable replacement. He absolutely has. And I think the Braves are really getting lucky with injuries as well. They really haven't faced yeah. a lot of injuries. That they, that's a really – I would say killed them last year, but they won the World Series. <laughs> um, but, like, yeah. that's what killed them in the, in the regular season. Yeah. And why the Braves weren't really a talk of the regular season is because they got some guys injured. They – Added a few minor outfield pieces in the in mm-hmm. the trade deadline with uh, Eddie Rosario and a couple others, and then Eddie Rosario goes out and wins uh, uh, the uh, semifinal, the a- a- NLCS. NLCS MVP. Yeah, he was on fire, and he, they end up winning the World Series. So I mean, yeah. it's just like just small signings that ended up working out big for them yeah. is huge. But this year they didn't need any small signings; they got everyone they needed. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's just a testament to their. Scouting department. I mean, uh, you know, it's one thing to hit on a guy or two, but I mean, it seems like every time they bring in these young guys, they're they're right away there. I mean, who's that other guy? That Harris something. He's signed now too. That Harris. Michael Harris, the yeah. second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Center fielder. And they have right? Kenley Jansen in the back back end of the relieving core. I mean, he gave. Well, like, he did blow a save the other night in Seattle, but he's won a few this year. But he's still Kenley but he's Jansen. He's still good though. He's yeah, still Kenley Jansen. Still you know, you can pretty much count on him most of the time. He was so, on the Dodgers, right? For he a was while? he was on the Dodgers for a very long time. Yeah, and they also have Kirby Yates, who's been very good this year as well. For he was really good as well. So I think they did a lot of really good things this year. Spencer yeah. Strider is going to win Rookie of the Year for the NL. Oh yeah, I mean, um, he's been ridiculous. So it's just like you're just looking at a team that's kind of just gotten better as the season's gone on. A team that's closed the gap on what looked almost insurmountable from the Mets. I mean, what did they have one time at one point like an eighteen? I mean, no, the Mets were up by was it? 18, I think. 10? No, it was like 10 over us and like 12 over the Braves. Or it might have been 10 over the Braves and 12 over us. And the Braves just have been on fire. I mean, and the Mets have played well. It's not like the Mets have slipped. I mean, they've been pretty much keeping their pace. Just the the Braves have just been ridiculous. I mean, one and a half games back in their last 10. That's going to go down right down the wire. They're 8-2 and in their last 10. But they've lost two in a row. There is, uh, I saw this in an article I was reading today. The last series of the year is in Atlanta between New York Mets and the Atlanta Braves. That's probably going to determine oh, that, who wins that the division. That will determine, yeah. Uh, you have uh, you have Spencer Strider pitching tonight. For the Bra- who, are they, who are they playing? Uh, Giants. That in San Fran or Atlanta? In San Fran against Alex yeah. Cobb. Okay. So, who knows? Maybe. I mean, the Mets are playing the Cubs right now, so they'll probably get a couple of wins there. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> you never know. Yeah, Cubs have fell from grace. Absolutely. No, I I mean, it's been incredible to watch the NL this year because I think the NL is, in my opinion, like the more competitive of the two thing of the two. I mean, you have the AL 
East, but real you have the AL, AL East, East is ridiculous. The AL East is insane. I mean, what you have five teams that were all in the wild card hunt besides the White Sox, and even the Red Sox are like only three games under five. The Red Sox are better than the Red Sox are better than the Guardians at this point. I think in terms of record, I think the Red no, Sox. No, Red Sox are sixty nine and seventy two. Red Sox are sixty nine seventy two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Uh, they they have the same record as the Twins. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's for, for a last place team in the division. That's like crazy. Twins are under 500 for the first time since uh, since the beginning of the season. I mean, mm. since like they lost eight straight, like four straight in a row at the beginning of the season. Mm. Yeah. Well, we we could talk about them a little bit here. I, I'm gonna just quickly go through. So the Padres are in Seattle. That's yep. a tough series. I mean, we. Seattle's been really good lately. And Arizona. Um, the Brewers off today and off Thursday. They have a two-game series in St. Louis. Tough series. Then they got three at home with the Yankees. Mm-hmm. So Cardinals-Yankees send this week. Um, and the Yankees have been playing better as of late. Um, and like we said, they're playing Alcantara tomorrow. Or they're facing Alcantara tomorrow. Zach Eflin, the former fifth starter, I think he's going to be made into a bullpen guy now since they have Syndergaard. Yeah, since they have Syndergaard in the back end. Um, So he's going to be activated off the injured list. Um, Christopher Sanchez going to AAA. So that should be interesting. And Zach Wheeler, I think, had a setback. I'm not totally sure he's supposed to be back. I don't think they really have an update on him. Um, But uh, we need him back (laughs) for the playoffs because he's definitely a – He's your number. Is he's your number one? Would he be your number one? Would you consider interchangeable? Him? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I mean, Noah's been pitching like a one though two recently. I mean, I guess if you're looking over the totality of the season. You'd probably say Wheeler's one because he's been more consistently dominant. But after this injury, you probably but, put Nola. Yeah, after the injury, Nola you're probably gonna put Nola out game one. Out game one, and then and probably Wheeler, Wheeler game two. two, and then I guess would you do Gibson three? Or would you go? Would you go center guard three? That's a tough one because Sanchez well, or Ranger Suarez is supposed to be the three, but he hasn't pitched very well. He's been only going like three, oh, I four Ranger Suarez, but yeah, he really hasn't. He's not pitched. So I mean, you're basically at this point, you're basically saying it's either going to be Gibson or Syndergaard. I, in my opinion, you got to go Syndergaard. He's um, been pitching pretty solid ever since. I, he's come I'm to not Philly. the biggest fan of Gibson. But um, he just yeah. very up and down. Like he'll have a really good game, then he'll have like a terrible game. Like, yeah. So I I, th- I like Syndergaard as your number three there. But yeah, I mean I don't know. But we'll take a quick break here. We'll come back, give you the full lowdown on the uh, playoff standings. Talk about the Twins, and then we'll get into the NFL. Every game we'll talk about every game, every game, including tonight. Maybe we'll Russell Wilson going back to Seattle. So I think the <laughs> I think they're gonna win. <laughs> I think they are too. <laughs> I mean. Anyway, we'll keep here at Sports Takes with Jake 89.1, The Roar. Now, here's your three-day weather forecast for the main line. Showers today with the threat of thunderstorms this afternoon, high of 79. A chance of thunderstorms continues tonight, a low down to 66. Morning showers will give way to partial sunshine for your Tuesday, a high of 79 degrees. And lots of sunshine Wednesday, high of 80. And welcome back into Sports Sakes with Jake. As Nick just said, some beautiful weather coming up here the next really four or five days. It's supposed to be gorgeous. Like high 70s, low 80s, sun. Sure, there'll be a lot of people out on the uh, 
the grounds here eating, I'm sure, during lunch and dinner, I'm sure. Honestly, I think they'll all be packed. Normal. Um, but anyway, getting into this playoff hunt here. Um, <clears throat> so you have purposely not talking about the twins. I know Zach does not want to talk about them. So <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate so, uh, that. We have uh, American League got Houston uh, with, as a number one, 90 and 50 right now. Yankees number two seed eighty five and fifty six. Fallen. Yeah, they have. That they were the. I mean, they were the undisputed one. number one team for like and ever. Probably the entire country. Like, they were in the Dodgers at one point in the season. Yeah, and they just fallen off. The Joey Gallo effect. <laughs> yeah, he's actually been playing well with LA. It's kind of hilarious. <laughs> I know and the Yankees started struggling the minute they traded him. Also, I think uh, trading Jordan Montgomery was a mistake. With that Yankees. was. I was surprised they did that. I was shocked as well, and now Montgomery's been going off for the Cardinals. And yeah, that, that's – I mean, I know they're trying to upgrade in, in center field with Vader, but, I mean, pitching is – I feel like pitching always is the determining factor. I mean, they got – they got the, – they, they got – no, they got uh, – Montas. Right? They got Montas. From the and athlete. they got – um, He hasn't been pitching that well, though. You know, he hasn't really. You're right. He really hasn't. And they got another guy, too, I thought, didn't they? Uh, from the Cardinals. Maybe I think yeah they that did. Vader guy the center fielder yeah 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 that's who they got but yeah no they uh their pitching rotation still I mean their pitching rotation still insane I mean they got Tal they got Talion uh, Nestor Cole, Cortez obviously. Garrett Cole uh you got Montes who I don't know if he'll be the he'll he'll be a number four probably really wow and then I don't know who's the number five for them right now maybe uh, uh. I don't know who it is because. Honestly, I think they've been going in through some rookies. They've been throwing some rookies out there with all these guys injured on their point. But, yeah, no, it's been looking good for them. I mean, they – I mean, it's been looking decent for them. I mean, they've won a few in a row now. I mean, they beat the Twins in a Well, they have two out of three over the Rays this weekend? I think so. And I think yeah, the Rays I were the, – they were the Rays are starting to close that gap a bit. I mean, they are, the Rays are still only five and a half. But, I mean, now you're starting to count the games. There's only 22 games left. So, it's going to be tough for them to make that up at this point. Yeah, no. I yeah. Five and a half out, twenty-two to go. Then you have the AL Central leading Guardians, who swept out the Twins this weekend. So they are now the third seed at seventy-three and sixty-five. Any thoughts? Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> Honestly, though, the Guardians. Props to them. Like they didn't do anything at the deadline. They stayed packed. I, say, I haven't heard anything. They're young. They have a very, very young team. Like, this team was not supposed to compete this year. Hmm. Uh, but their team's very young. Stephen Kwan, obviously, is probably a rookie of the year candidate at this point okay. with how he's been playing. Their pitching core has been insane. Like, they've just not allowed runs. Um, so, honestly, no, probably Guardians. They've been playing really well. The White Sox are right there coming up. But, you know, the Guardians just had our number. Uh, we came back in a few of them. But their Emmanuel Class A is probably – a top three or three reliever in the entire AL, maybe not, maybe even mm. a top two. Wow. So, uh, top two closer. So, I mean, he's just been unhittable at this point in the mm. season. So, you never really know, but I think the Guardians just seem like they have this thing pretty much set, even though the White Sox are trying to make a run now. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, what are the White Sox, a game and a half out? Two and a half. Two and a half. And the Twins are five. Four and a half. Four and a half. About to be five. I think the Guardians are going to win tonight. So okay, because the twins are off. Yeah, okay. so that'd be five. And then the wild card, you have. I mean, looks like it's pretty much set in the American League. Just who's I mean, going to yeah. be what seed? You have Tampa Bay Rays at four, six, seventy-eight, sixty, 
Mariners number five, seventy nine, sixty one, and then the Blue Jays seventy eight and sixty one as the sixth and final team in the playoffs. Wow. So they're pretty much like yeah, right next to each pretty other. Pretty much sad. I mean, the Orioles blew their chance with the uh, Blue yeah, Jays series. Yeah. So well, they, I think they're five, five and a half out. They're five and a half card. out now. Yeah, yeah that's, I mean, that's, that's tough. It's really was just them that has a chance, but the fact that they're even there, like. I know. Proud to the Orioles. Like, incredible. congratulations to you guys. You guys had an incredible season. You guys should be proud of this season. And I think they're going to jump up these rankings come up ne- come next yeah. year with mm-hmm. uh, Gunnar Henderson and uh, Adley Rutschmend. And uh, they just had another guy as well, I think, came up. Mm-hmm. But uh, with those three guys, I think this team's going to be almost um, a really good team, and they'll probably be, make the playoffs next year. And in the, Amer- the National League, you have the Dodgers 96-43. and 43. Uh, I think they're pretty much the undisputed number one team in baseball. Uh, the Mets, number two, 89-52. Cardinals, 83-58, the third seed. Atlanta, the fourth seed at 87-53. and But again, like we talked about, they're only a game and a half out of the NL East title. Mm-hmm. So that could flip-flop. Mets could be the four seed. Phillies are the five seed, seventy-eight, sixty-two, and then the Padres, the sixth and final team, seventy-seven and sixty-four. Like I said, the Brewers are two games back of the Padres for that final spot, and three and a half back of the Phillies, basically four because of that tiebreaker. Um, so at this point, would you face the Braves? Braves, yes. Would you? Wouldn't Atlanta. you rather? Wouldn't you rather want the Padres to take your spot? I'd rather face. Would you want? Wouldn't you rather want to face the Cardinals right now? I mean, yeah. I mean, I would rather face the Cardinals because we've played better. But we we've had. I mean, honestly, we played well against the Braves though too. I just feel like they're coming on at the right time. I mean, yeah, and the I Braves like are better. They're. I feel like right now, like I, I don't think any team wants to face them in the playoffs right now. Yeah, and I feel I mean, like the but Cardinals I don't know. are kind of standing still right now. There's something to be said though about the fact that they play the Braves a lot more, so they'd be a lot more familiar with them. I know they're really good, but like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know how that works. I don't know if you'd want to play them or if you'd. I I feel like I'd be at the mindset of win every game that we possibly can, see where that takes us. I mean, you're not actively trying to be like, oh, we're gonna try to be the sixty because. You know, what happens if the Brewers start getting hot and then you miss the yeah, playoffs altogether? No. So, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, you, you know, definitely just want to play forward winning. right now, I think. Uh, I mean, I don't know itself. if anyone, any Phillies fans are really saying World Series. I just. No, uh, I, I think if we win the wild card round, I'd be elated. Um, yeah. I'm just happy we make the playoffs, period. Yeah, I haven't seen streak. a playoff team in, since 2011. I was yeah. in fourth grade, dude. <laughs> break that streak. <laughs> Oh my gosh! It's a long time, so I I I am thrilled just to make the playoffs. So yeah, no, absolutely. I, but I'm not gonna get ahead of myself. So we got 22 games left, and you know there's a lot of season to be left to play. So still got to execute. You know the Braves twice, Marlins. I think the Nationals are in there again. Uh, I want to say Houston. I think's in there too. Like the last series of the year, I think. Because it was supposed to be the first series, and it got pushed because of the. I can't believe that was the lockout. I kind of forgot about the whole lockout thing. Because that, yeah. that, now that got moved to like that first week got moved to the last week of the season. So we're supposed to we're supposed to open up in Houston. So now we're playing them the last like series of the year. Yeah, I think we're playing in Washington too. The series before that. Yeah, I think your last home series was the Braves. 
Yeah, that's home series. That's a series we'll be at. We'll be at the. Thursday. Or we'll be at the Thursday. Yeah. I'm yeah. That's excessively cool. That's gonna be a, like a playoff, well type atmosphere. I don't know because yeah. it's a Thursday night, but I'll I be, mean, I'll be going to another one as well. So I'll be going to two of those Braves games <laughs> towards the end of that season. So uh, I'm really excited. Yeah. Although you might want to be scared because currently the Phillies are zero and six in games I've attended since I've gone to since I've gotten to Nova. Really? Yeah. Wow. The Phillies are zero and six in games I've attended. Surprising. So, yeah, I don't know how because two of them are under the Rockies and one of them was the Diamondbacks. So. Oh, wow, that's weird. Because I I think they said what was it yeah, the other day like the last five seasons they've had a five hundred better record at home. Yeah, I don't. So. I don't weird. know. I just got I just chose the wrong games. I guess. I, I guess mean. So. I mean, Mets, Marlins, Rockies, Diamondbacks, and another I think a couple other games. Well, I mean, that Mets better. game they should. <laughs> That Mets game was that's that's I, I, like I, I truly think I'm cursed bad. for you guys. I truly think I I'm cursed for you guys. I was like the worst guy I ever attended in my life. Um, <laughs> that was horrible. Um, but quickly before we go to break and we're gonna come back with the NFL, just quickly to wrap up this conversation in the playoffs. Yankees up five and a half over the Rays. I don't think the Rays play the Yankees again this year, but they do play the Blue Jays a bunch. So that's gonna be critical to see because they're only a half. The Blue Jays are only a half game back of the Rays right now. I think they said they play like nine more times or something. Uh, yeah, I think they play uh, a lot. From what I see here, I mean, I, I'm looking at it now. They only, actually, I think that's wrong. I think they only literally only have three games. Oh, against three. Toronto. Okay. They so, have but three still. games against Toronto, three games against the Brewers, uh, two games against Red Sox, and then yeah, they have Texas, Baltimore, and Pittsburgh. Wow, the they're, gonna, they're, they're gonna make some. The Yankees are Rays. Yankees. Well, they have Texas, who in Pittsburgh? Baltimore. Oh, Baltimore's got the Pittsburgh. That should be easy. Is that a, is that in Pittsburgh or New York? No, that's, that's in New York. Two-game series in New York. Yeah, they already played in Pittsburgh. <laughs> they they beat Pittsburgh out there like nineteen to one or something. <laughs> hey, how much did that? And you want to talk about a man minor league team? The Pittsburgh Pirates. They have nothing. Yeah, no Pirates. Ah, uh, well, nothing. they do. I mean, they have O'Neill Cruz. They have they Reynolds have, too. They have Cruz. They have Reynolds. They Cruz have is solid. Uh, who's the other stud for them? The other rookie stud that they just called up that's been really good for them. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, and then they have that reliever that's like insane, if I remember correctly. Like yeah. the reliever that they're like we're not trading at the block. Yeah. But no, it's it's Pittsburgh. I mean, yeah, I I mean, it's sad honestly. They just do are not they worse? Are they the worst in the in the major league baseball yeah, right now? I think the Nationals are. Nationals only have forty nine wins. Uh, actually, wait, it might be. Yeah, no, it's 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 uh Washington and then maybe Oakland. Yeah, Oakland's really bad. Oakland, no, it is Pirates. Yeah, it's Oakland and Pirates. Well, the how many wins the Pirates have? The Oakland and Pirates both have fifty one, but Pirates have less losses right now. Oh, so okay. eighty eight losses to ninety losses. Yeah, and you look at the AL Central. <laughs> White Sox two and a half out. Minnesota under five hundred, only four <laughs> four and a half out. Houston up eleven games over the Mariners. And like I said, the wild card, you have the Rays, Mariners, Blue Jays, Orioles, five and a half back, White Sox, seven back. Uh, NL East, Mets, a game and a half up over the Braves. Cardinals, eight games over the Brewers. They pretty much have that locked up. Mm -hmm. Dodgers, 20 games over the the Padres. Now, the MLB announced today that the Dodgers are not officially in yet. They announced they were in, and they said they weren't in because they're still – there's still a scenario where the Padres could win every single game and the Dodgers would lose every single game and the Padres would win the division. So they have one. Their magic number is one. Okay, so literally so, it's going to be the Diamondbacks tonight. Yeah, and they're in. Uh, well, actually, you know, that would be, that'd be out tonight. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's 
Tyler Anderson versus I don't even know who that is. So but yeah, the Mets and Braves are going to be kind of the division race to watch these last couple weeks. Hey, and yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, yes, you have the AL Central too. I mean, it, the AL Central is close, but again, it's like but it's just only, not as exciting. But I think it is though because only the division leader is going to make the playoffs. That's true. I mean, so so the, the Mets and Braves are basically guaranteed to make. They're the both playoffs. making the playoffs. So I mean, only the. I mean, it's literally only the division for so it's so Cleveland and White Sox are fighting till the end. It will be a really interesting division no, to watch. I, oh, I, I did speak right. It says Tampa has nine games against the Blue Jays on the schedule. Oh, Tampa! Yeah, oh, the Yankees. Oh no, yeah, it said Tampa. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that's right. Okay. Um, and then if you you want to lo- learn about your AL Central. The Guardians have five games left against the Twins, so there's still a chance. I mean, the Twins I mean there's beat a chance, up. but we looked very bad against them in this last series. I mean, we scored, we were down 7-0 in the first game, 6-0 in the second game, and 4-0 in the third game. Yeah, that's tough. And then we came back in the first one, 7-6, uh, came back in the second one, scored four runs in the ninth inning to go 6-4, to four, and then they put in Emmanuel Class A, obviously. And then four to one in the and then we scored one in the ninth as well in mm. the third game. So I mean, we were scoring a lot of runs in the ninth inning, but it just was way too late way to too try late. to make a move. Uh, and they also the Guardians also have four games against the White Sox. So that could be big. The White Sox are kind of starting to find a rhythm all of a sudden. So yeah. I think I could definitely see the White Sox trying to make a run for this. Uh, I do think I I will choose the Guardians to win this division. However, yeah, I, th- I think yeah, I mean because the White Sox don't even have their manager right. <laughs> I mean, it's just their pitching core is so yeah. good. Who the Guardians? The Guardians' yeah. pitching core is insane. I mean, the White Sox have a good staff too, and they have Cease. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so take a quick break at the bottom of the hour. Come back, and yes, all NFL, pretty much for the rest. I mean, we'll talk a little bit of college football too, but uh, I think people want to hear about the NFL because I, I think we do. <laughs> I want to talk about. The I NFL. do. I did too. All right, keep it here. Sports takes with Jake. Eight and point one. The roar. Now, here's your three-day weather forecast for the main line. A chance of thunderstorms continues tonight, a low down to 66. Morning showers will give way to partial sunshine for your Tuesday, a high of 79 degrees. And lots of sunshine Wednesday, high of 80. Now, here's your three-day weather forecast for the main line. A chance of thunderstorms continues tonight, a low down to 66. Morning showers will give way to partial sunshine for your Tuesday, a high of 79 degrees. And lots of sunshine Wednesday, high of 80. And welcome back into Sports Takes with Jake and... Time for the NFL. A lot of interesting. Obviously, week one, you always have some upsets, always have some teams that play above their potential. We saw that yesterday with some teams. Um, And I kind of said this on Friday. We did a podcast on Friday. And, you know, I said, watch out for these Lions. I mean, I thought the Eagles were going to win, but I thought it was going to be close. I didn't think it was going to be an offensive shootout like this, but. I kind of did. Really? I mean, the Lions' defense is terrible. 
I know, but like, but I Lions mean, offense, I was surprised. Lions, about. No, Lions offense, we knew it was gonna be good just because their O line is stacked. That's true. They have yeah. probably the top five O line in football. They said the Eagles and, then, and Lions have like top two lines in football. Yeah, top two lines. I agree with that. And then DeAndre Swift, yeah, and they have good. some young wide receivers that, that all are Brown's full good. potential. But DJ Chark, St. Brown, yes, and. Uh, they have another guy as well that I forget who it is, but he. Jared Goff was all right. He Jared wasn't Goff great, but he was. No, but he was all right. I mean, good. you only need him to be all right, really. Yeah. You need him to be serviceable. But no, I thought the Eagles. Congrats to you, by the way. Congrats to your Thank Eagles. You. Thank you. Um, I thought you guys played very well. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll dive into it here a little bit. They had a seventeen point third seventeen point third quarter lead, and they ended up hanging on for thirty eight thirty five win. Um. Really, it came down on the end. Uh, Jalen Hurts had to convert a fourth and one at the Lions' 40 with 66 le- seconds left to seal it. Um, and honestly, it didn't start out very well at all. Uh, DeAndre Swift, a 51-yard rush on the second play of the game to set up the Lions' touchdown uh, on the first series. Longest run of sc- from scrimmage against the Eagles on opening day since Tiki Barber. Wow. 72-yarder back in 2004 for the New York Football Giants. Lions led 7 nothing four and a half minutes into the game. Um, and the Eagles gave the Lions a good field position, and they could not convert a fourth and five. Um, ne- over the next 19 minutes, Eagles outscored the Lions, outgained the Lions 223 yards to 22, and outscored them 21-7 to in that stretch. A.J. Brown was just ridiculous in this game. Um, don't know how, and Ruben Frank, I think, is right on this one. I'm reading his article here, or taking some stuff from his article. He came over for the Eagles for only a mid-first and a third. That's, that's the Titans for you, I guess. <laughs> I mean, yeah. The 18-yard catch he had, I don't know if you saw that. He like It was like basically on the grass, and he caught it. That uh, was a nice play on the sideline. And then a 54-yard bomb um, before half. He had six catches for 128 yards at halftime. He had 10 catches for 155 total, which broke Dante Stallworth's record of 141 yards for an Eagle receiver in his debut. Um, and he's under contract through 2025. He's going to be around for a while. Yeah. Which is nice. Um, the run defense was pretty bad. Eagles were ninth in the NFL against the run last year. Now that was without the newcomers: Jordan Davis, Brandon Graham, uh, Kaiser White. Um, the Lions are only nineteenth, pretty much middle of the pack in running last year in the NFL. They ran for 181 yards yesterday. Um, and even <laughs> this is a funny play: Jared Goff actually got a 10-yard scramble for a first down, third and seven. For how slow he is. <laughs> Got a first down. He's young. Makes sense. He has a little bit of mobility. Uh, a little bit, I guess. Goff was 21 for 37, 215 yards in this game. Um, the uh, defensive line is okay. Um, Gannon did blitz more, which was nice. I like that. Um, they didn't have a sack in this one. They only had two quarterback hurries. So we really didn't get much pressure at all. Um, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, who we just got from the Saints only 12 days ago. Can you believe that, Zach? It's only 12 days ago. Wow. Um, 
he had a couple nice plays on third down. Um, good coverage on Amon Ross, St. Brown. Um, he did a, he did call for defensive pass interference in the fourth, but is what it is. Jalen Hurts, 0 for 5 start, but he finishes 18 of 32. 243 passing yards, 90 rushing yards, and 17 carries, and a rush touchdown. That's way too much. I don't like that at all. First for a franchise quarterback, that's just way too many times. I mean, hey, Lamar Jackson does it daily. I know, so. but I just, just don't like it. I just, yeah, you're exposing yourself. You're exposed. I mean, look at Lamar got hurt last year. And I, I will say one thing that really surprised me with this team was we've heard of the memes all summer. We've heard the, all the funny things like. This team does not run the ball in the red zone. They do not Who? score the Eagles. They do not score you la- after last year. After last year, like Miles Sanders had no rushing touchdowns. Oh no, last they ran year. the ball a ton. They ran the, the ball a ton, zone. but like, but like Miles Sanders no rushing. Well, touchdowns. he was injured though a lot last year. But we all we always make we all were making jokes well, about yeah. that and stuff. Yeah, his first touchdown then, since twenty twenty. And he had there were four rushing touchdowns for the yes, Eagles in this game by four different players by four different running backs. Yes. Not a single receiving touchdown. You're right? Yeah. Well, yeah. You're right. You had Gainwell, Scott, or Boston. Yeah, Boston Scott. Hurts. Hurts had one, and then Sanders had one. Yep. That's four. That surprised me. Yeah, that is is surprising. Um, I didn't even know I. Yeah, and Jim Hurts didn't have a th- like you said didn't have a, a throwing touchdown, um, obviously. Um, and like you saw, a good segue right into Miles Sanders. Um, he had a, a, night, a couple nice runs. He had a um, twenty-four yard run. He ended up going thirteen for ninety-six, and his first touchdown since Week Sixteen of the twenty twenty season. Um, that 24-yard run he has a huge first down in the fourth. Um, Gainwell, 20 yards on five carries. Um, the backs combined for 147 scrimmage yards on three touchdowns and 26 touches. Um, it was the first time in 61 years four different Eagles had a rushing touchdown in the same game. That was on October 22nd, 1961 over the Cowboys at the Cotton Bowl. 43-7 win for the Eagles. James Bradbury, the pick six. Um, that gave the Eagles a 14-point lead. Uh, it was tipped by Kazir White and Brad or Bradbury. I almost said Bradley. Bradbury got it and uh, put it back in for the score, which was nice to see. Um, penalties that were a problem, 10 penalties. Two false starts, one offensive holding, one defensive holding, a neutral zone infraction, two 12-men on the field penalties, which is shocking, two delay game penalties, and a pass interference. Um, can't do that. I mean, that's part of the reason why it was close. Um, yeah, I mean, Sanders played well, like we said. Um um, one more little fact here. Bradbury is the first Eagle to pick six in his first game as an Eagle since Don Looney, 31-yarder off of Packers quarterback Cecile Isbell on opening day in what year, Zach? I'm going to have no clue. Take a guess. Well, let's go 1974. Eh, 1940. Oh, wow. At the okay. Old City Stadium in Green Bay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So there you go. I mean, well, if it's Eagles. called Old City Stadium, that, yeah, that's, that's how you know how old well, it Eagles, is. Yeah, because yeah, Lambeau Field isn't even around. 
So that is uh, yeah, it's pretty old. Um, but yeah, so I think I think it's overall solid win for the Eagles. Going to the big Monday night affair with the Vikings at the Link home opener, eight thirty. Tune in ESPN ABC. You know, I'll just, be tuning in. Just put it on mute. Don't listen to Joe Buck or Troy. <laughs> They're awful. I will not be putting it on mute because I want to hear Joe Buck. Really? You I, like Joe Buck? I only like him because he no. had an incredible Minneapolis miracle call. No. I mean, true, but like, dude, he's so bad. I, I mean, I feel that, but oh, also. I can't. I can't listen like, to it. I can't listen to it without, I can't listen to it without sound either, though. Well, I'm putting Meryl Reese and Mike Quick on from WIP. <laughs> fair. <laughs> on the radio. That's fair point. I'm not. I don't care what the head. I really don't I'll care. I'll put Paul Allen on from uh from Minnesota. from Minnesota. Yeah, I just I can't stand Joe Buck or Troy Aikman. But anyway, we'll get to your Vikings big twenty three seven win over the Packers. Uh, pretty bad for my one fantasy man, Aaron Rodgers, and he had yeah. three point seven <laughs> points. Yeah, you know, uh, as a Vikings fan, you kind of come into Packers games and kind of expect it to be hard fought. Yeah, close. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers kind of dominates you for a bit. You know, he mm-hmm. gets into a groove eventually, and he just tortures you guys downfield yep. eventually. I mean, you've, I've watched it for years now, and it, it just didn't happen in this game. I mean, I was watching, and I'm like, oh, it looks like they're actually finally moving the ball a bit. Oh, no, here we go again. And then sack or fumble or interception, and it's like, wow, this defense. Um, but I think you can't not start with talking about uh, Justin Jefferson for the Vikings. Yeah, uh, yeah he's, he was incredible. I think he's definitely the MVP for this game, at least. And I think I mean, our defense played incredible, like holding the Packers to seven points. Well done. But Justin Jefferson broke the record for most receiving yards in a first half by a Vikings, by a Vikings wide receiver uh, with 158 yards in the first wow. half uh, on six catches, including two touchdowns. Uh, one was a 60-yard bomb that he had nobody around him when he caught it. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, he had about s- about probably 10 yards of separation from every single Yeah, he looked around when he caught field. it. He's like, no one was around. <laughs> no one was around. And uh, Kirk Cousins said after the game, but uh, Justin Jefferson, one of his many, many attributes that he's really good at is his finishing. And most wide receivers would probably get close to that two, three-yard line and get tackled out of bounds or run out of bounds right before they caught to like those guys. There's three Packers right in that area where he went in the end zone, and he just went around him. Went right around him and just dived into the end zone for a touchdown. So, I mean, uh, great finishing there. And then the, set, the first touchdown, which was one of the best calls of the night by Kevin O'Connell, who called a lot of really great calls. But for his first game, first drive of the season, fourth and one from his own three-yard line, called a really nice play that got Jefferson wide open mm. for a little screen pass that got him wide open to the end zone. I mean, it just wasn't even close. No one was anywhere near him. Wow. Uh, so just a great call, play call, gutsy play call on your yeah, first drive really. as an NFL head coach. Uh, but I think it set the tone for the game. I mean, the Vikings went right from there. I mean, they had a huge stop on the one-yard line. Mm. Uh, A.J. Yeah. Dillon almost got in. Kirk Cousins, who I think uh, – is often ragged, ragged on because of his lack of success on big big moments and stuff. I thought Kirk Cousins looked the most comfortable and the most confident he's ever looked in a Vikings uniform. Mm. Um, standing in the pocket for a very long time. 277 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Yeah, solid. I I, I do want to push back on that notion. I don't know how you feel about that. Cause, I mean, I know you're a Vikings fan, but 
he has been clutch. I mean, like, you remember that Saints playoff game? He laid you right down the field in overtime. Yeah, no. I always thought – I think what, what people get is, like, those Monday night games. Sunday night games, which he's won a few. Yeah, He's won a few in, like, recent years finally. But, like, before that, I mean – I think people really just want to find a way to rag on Kirk Cousins. Yeah. And they will use any stat in the book to, like, find a way to, like, bash him because they don't want to say he's good. And I think what he is really going to show this season is that it was Zimmer holding him back. And I truly do believe that. And I think Kevin O'Connell's already opened up what he can do. Mm. Um, I will say, however, though, I was a little disappointed by the rest of the receiving core for the Vikings. Uh Justin Jefferson obviously finished with eight, nine catches for 164, 184 yards and two touchdowns. Um, the rest of the wide receivers, I think, finished for 90 yards receiving total. Mm. Or, yeah, 90 yards receiving total. Thielen only had three catches. Osborne only had two catches. Johnny Munt, who I don't even know who that was coming into this uh, game, had two catches. <laughs> ben Elveson had a catch. Irv Smith was only on the field for, like, 10% of snaps and didn't see a single target. Hmm. Uh, so I don't know how we're going to try to emphasize the game more because I think eventually they're going to take Jefferson out. They're going to double team they're Jefferson. Gonna have, you're going to uh, need to find more people to throw to. And I think they're going to do that. But just quickly, I want to get onto this defense we'll, really fast. Um, we'll take a quick break. Okay. Sorry, I don't want to take no, no, We're no, at yeah. the Go ahead. quarter two. We'll come back, hear about defense, and we'll get into the other game. So keep yeah, it here. Sports Takes with Jake, 8.1. The Roar. Now, for your new Music Minute, I'm WXVU Barricade blog editor Owen Hewitt. Taylor Swift announced a new album during an acceptance speech at the 2022 MTV Video Music Awards. The album, Midnight's, is slated for an October 21st release. The pop icon posted the cover of the album to her Instagram later that evening, confirming that the record will have 13 tracks. Swift calls the album the stories of 13 sleepless nights in her Instagram caption. The Foo Fighters held a tribute concert in London on September 3rd, honoring their late drummer Taylor Hawkins. The show was available on demand on Paramount+, Plus, as well as Pluto TV and MTV. Members of Queen, The Police, The Pretenders, and Oasis appeared in the star-studded tribute. Paul McCartney also made a surprise appearance at the end of the show. Proceeds from the concerts will be split between Music Support and Music Cares, two charities chosen by Hawkins' family. Now for new releases coming this month. John Legend will release his album, Legend, September 9th. Death Cab for Cutie will release their album Asphalt Meadows September 16th, and Freddie Gibbs is releasing Soul Sold Separately September 30th. Thanks for tuning in to the New Music Minute. I'm WXVU Barricade blog editor Owen Hewitt. And thanks, Owen, for that. I, I mean, I was just telling Zach during break. I'm a huge Swifty. Uh, I'll admit that. Um, I mean, I I think if you are if you are, I think there's something wrong with you. I do agree. <laughs> I I would say I am. I don't listen to her as much as I probably should, but I definitely should. do listen to her. I mean, I wasn't a super. I mean, I I was a little bit, but obviously once I started dating Emily, like obviously went to another level because you know how that goes. I, I will say, but. I uh, uh, sad fact here. I listened to the uh, ten minute version of that. All, all too well. All too well. Ten minute version for the ten. first time. Oh, uh, two what'd days you, ago. What do you think? Very long. It is long. Yeah. Uh, if you watch the video, it's a little easier to, to like. Okay, that makes sense. Because the first time it. I listened to it, we watched it on the video, and it was it was actually it was good. Like, but I mean, but if you just listen to it on like Spotify, it's harder to. Yeah. No. The five minute version on Spotify is good. Okay. That's it's good like to the, know. that's like kind of like the, um, 
I love I love Taylor Swift. Um, but anyway, I'm, well, uh, uh, for the show, V89.1, The Roar is proud to announce that it can be heard on 89.1 FM all day, every day for the first time in Villanova history. Listen to our programming anywhere in the main line on 81, 89.1 FM, 24 hours a day, seven days a week with our new, with our now full-time FM signal and stay tuned for details on how WXVU plans to celebrate this exciting milestone. Yeah, we were doing training the other day and the announced that cause it was only a couple days a week we were on the FM dial because we shared with Cabrini. We have the the full 24-7 access now. So it's you, mean, you mean people can listen to Sports Takes with Jake at yes. all times? I'm I'm surprised. I didn't realize how far 89.1 reached. Like, it's a big area. I thought it was just like Villanova, but like it's like a pretty big area. That's, that's good. Um, also, to... If you're not in the area, you can listen on uh, our brand new website, which is beautiful. Nick Nick Langdon put a a, a wonderful job on on that. It's it's amazing. If you go on a WXVU Villanova's website, you can listen anywhere and in the world. Uh, you just hit the listen live button, and uh, also the Radio FX app. Um, that's that's another the platform we partner with. Um, you can look up WXVU Villanova on there, and you can w- listen to it anywhere. Uh, anywhere you want. Um, and obviously, you can do that in the car or whatever. Um, but so those are the two kind of streaming platforms you can use if you're not in the uh, listening area. Um, and you also, I also plug that on my for my promo every week: uh, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. Um, so you can look on there, Jacob Arts on uh, any of those platforms. Um, but anyway, getting the other NFL games here. I'm sorry, your, your defense first. We'll go to the defense. Yeah, we'll talk about just defense. Yes. I'll do a quick thing. Uh, it's Aaron Rodgers, right? So yeah. he hasn't turned the ball over at all. But the Vikings got. He had, a, he had a pick, right? He had a pick and he had a strip sack. Wow. Um, he lost the lost fumble. He lost the fumble. Wow. We recovered it right That's into the hands of Dalvin Tomlinson. Shocking. Great job for him. Uh, it was a big game by uh, uh, Hicks. Our brand new linebacker who we just Is signed he from this the Packers, year. Right? I think no, Aaron Hicks was from the Cardinals. I want to say. Oh no, wait, who's the guy in the Packers? Zedarius Smith. Smith. Okay. Yeah. He had a sack and a lot. He was on the made the tackle on the goal um, line stand on the one yard line. Okay, yeah. So uh, Zedarius Smith very hyped up. I don't know if you saw the clip. Yo, all over Rogers. with him and Rogers. <laughs> that was hilarious. Uh, that was a fun yeah, thing. absolutely. Um, so, uh, no, Zedarius Smith was very hype. He brought a lot of energy to this team. Daniel Hunter came back right where he left off. Got a sack himself. Uh, four sacks of Rodgers, wow. which we don't really do that often. If you uh, watched our teams in the past, uh, Mike Zimmer could really have a hard time getting getting to Rodgers in the previous year. So, yeah. um, Surprising. Huge to get to him. Uh, their Packers wide receivers were really dropping the ball yeah. for him, I mean, literally and figuratively. Christian Watson play. That guy was On the first play of the game. Open. I mean, yeah, not even close. Easy touchdown. And first perfect throw by Rodgers, and he dropped it. And that's when you kind of saw this was Rod- Rodgers was in a, his own little uh, scary nightmare. Yeah. Um, but, no, uh, great defense. Holding a team like the Packers to seven points is big. Having two fourth down stands uh, is really big. Mm. And then – uh, just really just playing great coverage. I mean, that's what we struggled with last year, but we really just didn't allow them to throw the ball downfield. They had to do a lot of those 
really easy drop-offs, deacon, dunks type, deacon dunk type yeah. passes, which you don't see from Rodgers often. No, you no. usually see him take a lot more shots. He didn't, yeah. After that Watson play, he really didn't take another shot downfield. <laughs> I don't think he did. I don't think he has um, that trust yet in any of those guys. No, I don't think so. I think they'll come. I think he'll eventually Packers will get there. But they will, yeah. I mean, you but, remember last year when they played New Orleans, they were like, it was like the same thing. They got blown out. And the rest of the year, they were a different team. Yeah, but this time they don't have Devontae Adams That's to true. kind of really carry true. them on that on his back like he did. So well, Lazard Lazard did not play. Lazard yesterday. did not play, which is but I probably a guy he trusts. Yeah, that's a guy. That's probably the only guy I really think he can trust on that team. And Randall yeah. Cobb, he did, but Randall Cobb wasn't on the field and he didn't really throw it to Randall Cobb that much, which I was kind of surprised. Uh, but their rushing game. Again, like you said of the Eagles, our rush defense struggled as well. We allowed A.J. Dillon to kind of run all over us for mm. a while there. Uh, but we made stops where we needed to. And we got the strip. A.J. Dillon, whenever they get runs, we'd stop them. And, uh, except for the one time they scored a touchdown on us, which was a rushing touchdown. But, yeah, no, I was very happy with our defense, and I was very happy with the start of the Kevin O'Connell uh, career and the Kevin O'Connell era here in Minnesota. I think um, him and Quessy – Adolfo Mensah are going to do a really good job of uh, managing this team, and I really do think we have a chance to make a run and possibly win this division. Mm, yeah, it's a little, got a good start to that. Um, we go back to Thursday. We'll quickly go through some of the games. We got about 19 minutes here left in the show. Um, Bills just destroy the Rams, 31-10. Yep. Pretty much. I mean, wasn't even close. Josh Allen looked incredible. Only Matt had Stafford five incompletions, not. 26 of 31, 297, three touchdowns. Yeah. Also had 10 carries for 56 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, you know, I'm sitting at that Marlins-Phillies game, and I'm watching this <laughs> game on my phone, and I'm just like, what is Matt Stafford doing? Yeah. Like, he I'm, he's night. missing open guys. He's getting sacked every single yeah, play, it felt like. Night. So yeah, no, I just I felt bad for Matt Stafford there. Uh, I feel like the but Rams will definitely bounce back. They're not. That they bad. will, but um, I just, I do think there's an injury concern here with Stafford. I know he's been yeah, kind of injured all uh, year. Yeah, that's elbow tendonitis. They said he's all right, but who knows? It didn't know. really look that all right in the uh, first game, so we'll see. No. But Cooper Cup did have 13 catches, 128 yards, and a touchdown. So he's picked he's up where fine. he left off. <laughs> uh, going to Sunday. Saints top the Falcons 27-26. Mm-hmm. James Winston, 269, two touchdowns. Uh, Cordero Patterson for Atlanta, 22 carries, 120 yards, and a score. Jarvis Landry, I, didn't even, I forgot he was in the Saints. Seven catches, 114 yards. Uh, what do you think of this? Saints going in Atlanta, picking up a big win. Um, I think Atlanta choked this. Yeah, I mean, I mean they, they up seventeen in the fourth quarter. They give they had a they had a what sixteen point lead I think at one point yeah. in this game and it looked like the Saints were gonna get upset by a team that they shouldn't have got upset by. Uh, but no, shout out to Jameis. He kind of came on in the second half in that last quarter there. Michael Thomas two touchdown passes. Is he yeah, back? Uh, is uh, Michael back. <laughs> is Michael Thomas officially he's back here? Back. Yeah, After yeah. all that time, uh, great to see him back on the field. I've never been a really big Michael Thomas fan, but it's great to see him on the field. He's really good for football when he's on the field. Yeah, he's he's a really, really good receiver. Um, so big win for the Saints there. Going to Chicago, Soldier Field. Bears, the big upset win. Uh, Zach, I know you, I think you predicted this on uh, Friday. Um, if I knew it was going to rain like that, I probably would have picked the Bears, but I didn't know that at the time. I, th- I think I did pick the Bears, didn't I? Uh, you did. Um, and it was an absolute monsoon in chicago yeah that pouring. that field looked it that was like insane. a slip and slide i mean it was um, that's exactly what it was 
And uh, Justin Fields played all right. I mean, I uh, got a 51-yard pass to Dante Pettis early on. Um, he had two second-half scores. Eddie Jackson set up a touchdown with an interception, uh, and they win 19-10. Um, last year, they were 6-11, missed the playoffs for the ninth time in 11 years. Um, and this game, the Bears were down 10 nothing, and then they came started to come back. Their defense started to really pick up. Um, yeah, I mean, to, what, to your point, uh, Jackson picked off Trey Lance near midfield. Turn the ball to the 21-yard line. And then the six-yard touchdown run by Khalil Herbert, making it 19-10. Fields is only 8-17 for 121 yards for two touchdowns and a pick. Uh, but obviously with the weather, it's, I mean, is what it is. George Kittle was out in this game. Yeah, I think they missed him a lot. Also, uh, Elijah Miss Mitchell, the running back, left with a knee injury, did not return. The San Francisco court curse. Um... I mean, I just have to say, I, I, the reason I thought Chicago would win this is because I think Trey Lance needed a couple weeks, a few, even more than that. He needed weeks to to really get himself into this. I didn't think they were going to be able to go immediately and get, he was going to be able to, like, dominate immediately. I never yeah. thought that, especially against the Bears defense that has always been so good. Um, So I think, I, I do think Trey Lance will eventually get to a point where he's a decent QB, but I think we, we everyone was kind of expecting a lot more way too fast, and yeah. I don't think we're ever going to see that. Also, the San Francisco had 12 penalties for 99 yards. Yeah, that doesn't help as well. Um, Kyle Shanahan will not be happy. Lance, 13-28, 164, and a pick for San Francisco. They lose 19-10. Going to Cincinnati, where no one can make a field goal. Uh, Boswell finally makes one in the last waning seconds of the game. Pittsburgh, huge win, 23-20 in overtime. They forced, what, five Burrow turnovers or six? Five or six Burrow. I think it was five turnovers. Hit four picks. He had four A picks, lost yeah. fumble yeah, that's... as well. Um, so pretty good win there for the Seahawks. And, uh, yeah, I mean, well, the Bengals looked like they were going to win. Burrow throws a chase in, the, like, the final seconds. Touchdown. And McPherson misses the extra point. Maybe McPherson was a little bit too cocky, you think? Yeah, because he didn't miss a kick last year, did he? I think he missed some, but he didn't miss any, but like he didn't make the any last, in the playoffs. Not in the playoffs. He's yeah. very clutch. Um, not, not this game. And he also missed, I think he missed a field goal at some point, too, in overtime. I know Boswell missed one, too, People in overtime. People always seem to underrate how good of a coach Mike Tomlin is. Oh, he's a wonderful coach. I mean, he's I think, best. like... Everyone came into this year thinking, okay, they don't have Big Ben, so the Steelers are going to take a step back. You still have Mike Tomlin, who has never had a losing record in his entire never. coaching career. That shows you why. That defense right there showed you exactly why Mike Tomlin's as good a coach as he is. Yeah. And so I think, I mean, I'm not shocked. I, I think I chose the Bengals here, but I think I the, did too. Uh, but I think uh, the Steelers, I'm not shocked that they won, that they, that they won this year. Yeah, T.J. Watt out with a pec injury. I think they said possibly six weeks. Seven sacks, though, on Joe Burrow. That offensive yeah. line was supposed to get better in the offseason. Well, didn't look it yesterday. No. Um, yeah, Pittsburgh actually up 17-3 in this one. Yeah, Bengals did come back. Burrow finally got a little bit. Two-yard touchdown pass to Najee Harris. Um, pick six by Micah Fitzpatrick. 
Um, wow, we have a lot in here about TJ Watt. I don't really know why, but I mean, he is a bit, like one of the best players in football. Um, but yeah, story of this game is defense. Played really well. Yep. Trubisky, 21 of 38, 194 yards, touchdown. No picks. Um, going to Miami. Oh, the Patriots. The yeah, fall that of the Patriots. Pick did not work out well for me. <laughs> yeah, what did I, I I told you right now, I don't think Mac Jones is legit. And yeah, I think we're going to see it this year because they have Joe Judge and Matt Patricia being their offensive coordinators. That makes no sense. Which I don't uh, – and I think we saw it here. I mean, the Dolphins just – I don't think the Dolphins are that great a team, but I think they show that they are at least better than the Patriots. Who is uh, – oh, I could see it. Oh, I heard this the other day, and I, I want to hear what you thought. Why did the New England not bring in Adam Gase as their offensive coordinator? That would have been a decent fit, I thought. I think Bill Belichick said he, earlier in the season they weren't gonna have earlier in the offseason that they weren't gonna have an offensive coordinator or like a legitimate offense coordinator, and I think his ego maybe said I don't want to seem like I'm wrong now, so we're not gonna bring in an OC now. Uh, I don't know why, uh, but this will be the last year this happens. Like uh, Robert Bob Robert Kraft will not allow this to happen again. No. Uh, and honestly, we could be getting closer to the end of uh, Bill Belichick, I think, in really? New England. Um, I think he should retire at some point in the next uh, – I think it'll be th- either th- in the next three years. I don't think he makes it longer than three more years. I think he waits till the end of Mac Jones' contract. This is going off one of my friends that said this, and I kind of agree with him. But uh, I think we go to the end of Mac Jones' rookie contract, and uh, I think that – I think Bill might just step away peacefully, but he's, I don't think they won't fire him. But I don't no. see the Patriots getting any better in the next three years mm. while he's there. So I don't know. I think the Patriots are going to be a bottom of the league team for the first time in our lifetimes. Wow. Uh, and I think like this year, it, for the next few years, I think they're going to be a bottom of the league team constantly for the next few years. Wow. Like you mean bottom of like the league, not the division. No, like well, they will be bottom. Of, no, they won't be bottom of the divi- division. Jets will still be bottom of the division, but I think they'll be like bottom eight teams. They'll have a top. Ten, it's like the bottom. A quarter. top ten pick every single year. So what do you sure. what are you thinking? Like five wins? Uh, yeah, really? I'd say five or six. Wow. Yeah. That is a wow. Bold <laughs> take, but I think it's true. I I think they'll finish. I don't know. I just feel like they'd be like nine and eight or something, or eight and nine, something like that. Um, yeah, yeah they they're they're a mess. Absolutely. Dolphins got a defensive touchdown, interception, and forced fumble. Yeah. Pretty much sums up this game. Tua two seventy touchdown. Um. Jalen Waddle. Four catches, sixty nine yards, and a touchdown. Tyreek Hill, eight catches, ninety-four yards. Mac Jones, two thirteen, a touchdown and a pick. Um, and he has a back injury, so that can make things even worse for New England. Yeah, their offense is really bad. That's like 
surprising, actually. Um, Ravens 24-9 over the Jets. Not a whole lot of talk. Joe Flacco, 59 pass attempts. Yeah. That's insane. I don't understand what they were doing when they have two starting caliber running backs, Michael Carter and Brees Hall in the Rocky Field. But, yeah. Michael Carter, 10 carries, 60 yards. The Jets. That's not enough. Uh, The Jets, I don't know what they're doing. Uh, I mean, I get Robert Sal as a defensive-minded coach, so I feel like there should be more running involved there. But. Uh, especially with Joe Flacco as your QB, like, yeah, I, dude I should not be throwing fifty nine passes. I was shocked when I saw. That. Um, I lo- like don't get me wrong, Joe Flacco, love him to death, but dude should not be throwing fifty nine ta- fifty nine passes. No. Uh, but yeah, we'll see Zach Wilson back next week, most likely. Really, he's gonna come back. I think he'll be back in a okay. couple weeks, at least two. Commanders hold off my upset pick, Jaguars twenty eight twenty two. You bet against Wentz. You, you can't do it. Why? I mean, the, I mean, Jaguars were driving. They could have won this game. Uh, or, I mean, they the uh, they could have stopped the commander if they didn't. Wentz, 27-41, 313, four TDs. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I think that's just a lightning in a bottle. It was two interceptions, but still. Yeah, I just I don't, don't see that repeating very often this year. Christian Kirk did have six catches for 117 yards for Jacksonville. Wow. Um, then you have the Browns over the Panthers, 26-24. Baker Mayfield, 16-27, 235 and a score. Nick Chubb, 22 carries, 141 yards for the Browns. But the uh, what the, this guy had a 58-yarder to win it. Cade York. Cade York, the rookie out of LSU. Oh yeah, he's he's didn't he nail that huge field against Florida last year? Maybe it was like a sixty. It was like ridiculous. It was like I, sixty I, yards I in the rain. Don't remember too much, but yeah, I, think I do remember that. It was like he was ridiculous. he was really good at LSU, and he was really hyped, very highly by like a lot of like, I guess like fantasy sites had him really highly ranked. Yeah. Uh, coming into this year, and I was like, who is this? And then I realized he's the rookie at LSU. So. He played. He played good. You can't. You gotta do exactly what you gotta do, and he did. Yeah, but he beat out Baker. Mayfield. A lot of people thought Carolina was gonna win this game. I thought they were gonna win this. I game. think. Yeah, I think most people did. Look at the box score here. I think Mayfield. Yeah, he had a pick too. Four sacks as well. Jacoby Brissett, 147 yards and a score. Not really that great, but I guess good enough. Uh, what are the games we got from yesterday? Good Colts and Texans the tie. Whatever that's supposed to be. Uh, Colts scored 17 in the fourth to tie, and then zero in overtime for each team. Nobody in the uh, worst division of football has a win. No. <laughs> yeah, Colts are 0 and 1, Texans 0 and 1, and uh, Jaguars 0 and 1, and Titans 0 and 1. Which. We'll get to that Titans game. Jonathan Taylor, 31 carries, 161 yards, and a score. Matt Ryan the ball 50 times. Yeah, that's, that's too much for Matt yards. Ryan. Also, why? Are, what's up with these old QBs throwing the ball? I know. Like, is this like – I don't get this. Since you have uh, Jonathan Taylor going for 161 yeah, well, and 21 carries. Yeah, why just him the ball? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's a lot of plays. I mean, 50 passes from Ryan. You had 31 carries from Jonathan Taylor. Pittman Jr. had a good game. Yeah, 121 yards and a score. One of the shockers of this of I think the it was the shocker of, this, of the, the Giants going to Music City and take down Tennessee. 
21-20. Barkley, what a game from him. Oh, my. He's back. He is back. 18 Hopefully carries, he can stay healthy because he is so good. yards and a score. Yeah. Uh, I think he also had some receptions, too, I believe. Yeah, I'm assuming he did. He had six catches for 30 yards in this game. I mean, it's just how do you The Titans, former Penn State product. I think Titans are missing A.J. Brown more than they want to admit. Tannehill, not a bad game. 20-33, 266 yards and two touchdowns. No pick, no picks. Daniel Jones, seventeen to twenty-one, hundred eighty-eight yards, two touchdowns, a pick. So, yeah, that's a, a crazy win. Well, the Giants went for two. Yeah, yeah, that one little. You see that little shovel pass. That was that was Barkley. a that was a bold uh, call a, by by yeah, a first-year head coach. <laughs> by a first-year coach. I mean, it was gonna get stuffed, and then Barkley kind of found his way and got it's in. It's Barkley, so I make that. I mean, that makes that sense. Um, I wanna. I wanted to say, like, whoever doubted the Chiefs besides the entire world after Tyreek Hill left? Yeah, I, I didn't. I mean, Andy Reid's such a great coach, and you have one of the best quarterbacks in football. Five touchdowns. Yeah, it was ridiculous. And, I mean, Cardinals looked bad. Like, they have a couple <laughs> garbage-time touchdowns over there, but this game was yeah. over long before that. Uh, Kelsey just – Kelsey's a beast. Kelsey's the best hand in football. I wish I would have got him in fantasy, but someone else got him, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 30-39, 365 TDs from Mahomes. Yeah. Yeah, the Cardinals just – I just feel like they're pretenders every year. They, they have all this hype, and they're just not even that good. Um, charged over the Raiders, 24-19. Khalil Mack. This is the Khalil Mack game. What, he two sacks? Three sacks. Three, wow. Yeah, no, he was incredible. The defense here for Chargers are great, and then Justin Herbert. Devontae Adams, 10 catches, 141 yards in the score. Aaron Rodgers is missing him right now. <laughs> Isn't that wasn't that more than all the receivers for the Packers yeah. had? Uh, all the receivers lot, for the Packers, right? I think, had like I think yeah, all the receivers for the Packers was, had like I don't even know exactly what it was. It was like eighty nine or something. It was like something. Really I think it was bad. like one hundred twenty actually. Oh, one hundred twenty. Okay. But like yeah. So yeah, Chargers a big win there, and they avenged that last game uh, loss. So I actually remember the Raiders kicked yeah. that game winning field goal again in the playoffs. And the Bucks over the Cowboys on Sunday night. It was night, the most 19th. boring game of the entire I week. I know. I was, like, falling asleep watching this game. What was it, like, six field goals in the first half? Yeah, of the I know. Like it was just, like, no one – I mean, that Mike Evans catch was sick, though. That was nice. That was nice. But and that was the only touchdown. Did you see down the down. Julio Jones catch on the sideline? That was something. Yeah, that was insane. I think the big story here, though, is Dak, Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott going Six down. tight weeks. That's bad for the Cowboys. They're, Cowboys are – are, I mean, now I did see an article right before he came in that McCarthy said they're going to pursue other options. Maybe Jimmy G. Who would that be? Yeah, you have Jimmy G. I'd assume Jimmy G. I can't think of anyone else that'd be like worth that. Brent Huntley. No. In uh, Baltimore. Maybe. I mean, I, I don't know. He played well at the end of last year, but I, doubt I highly doubt him. they trade him. I mean, I guess you what Jimmy G. Well, it's a solid backup. I don't even. I don't know. <laughs> but Jimmy yeah. G. kind of comes to mind. But Leonard Fournette. 127 yards on 21 carries. Yeah. I mean, this game was just good. I mean, great job for the Bucks here. Uh, Tom Brady, right back to where he left off. And quickly, who do we have tonight? Seahawks, Broncos, Seahawks, Broncos. from Seattle. Uh, yeah. I think Broncos win by two scores. I think so as well. I'm going to say 28-14. I don't think so. I think this is actually closer than most people think. I don't have Broncos. I think this is a... Uh, Maybe a one touchdown game or a three point game. Okay, but you you saw the Broncos winning though. Yes. What well, what what's your score? Uh, I'd say probably. I'm gonna say twenty, twenty three twenty. Okay. 
Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like I mean, I feel like it's gonna be closer too. But I feel like I'm like, well, Russell Wilson is just gonna you know kind of go off, and then like the Seahawks offense is gonna be atrocious with Geno Smith. <laughs> I feel like absolutely. So. Yeah, and I don't know, but I just I don't think I think it'll take a couple games for Russell Wilson to get. Yeah. And quickly before we go off there, obviously college football a couple of big upsets: Marshall over Notre Dame, App State over Texas A and M. What was the other big upset? There's another one. Oh, uh, BYU over Baylor. That's not really yeah. a huge upset, but it's an upset. No. Um, I mean, Scott Frost is gone. Scott Frost is out in Nebraska. They lose to Georgia Southern. Penn State dominates Ohio. Big game with Auburn this weekend. Um, I don't uh, know. Nebraska's Oklahoma. On yes. Fox, on Fox Sunday. I don't see. I don't even know what it picks. I don't even know how good Auburn is. I have no idea what their team is. So I really don't even want to pick. I honestly have no idea what Auburn is. So, but that's gonna be really tough going into Auburn and playing them Absolutely. for Penn State. And Nebraska renews their rivalry. Is that in? Is that in? Uh, that's in Nebraska, isn't it? Oh uh, yeah, no. I think this one's in Oklahoma. I did oh, think is this it? One's in Oklahoma. Okay. I'm not oh, sure. That I could be completely be. wrong. Their interim, whoever their interim coach is now. Yeah, I don't even know. Probably, uh, <laughs> You're probably so happy though. Scott Frost is gone though. Yeah, I'm just ecstatic. That's just crazy. Like he was so good at what was he at? Was that South UCF. Central Florida. UCF. And they, they were, were so Central good. Florida. They won like two. They won like two unfeated seasons. Only lost like one game. And, in two they, and he just, you know, fell off the side of a cliff. But anyway, thanks everybody for uh, listening. A uh, great first show. It's so great to be back on the air. Uh, thanks Zach for being on as always. Thanks, everybody, for out there for listening. We'll be back here next Monday night, 7 o'clock again. You know, MLB playoff push continues. NFL, college football pretty much be the menu for probably the next while. <laughs> and then, uh, and then uh, uh, maybe some, uh, t- maybe uh, getting ready for that Eagles-Vikings game on. on yes. Uh, on, well, uh, yeah, yeah, that's going to be right before the game. So that's going to be, yeah, we'll give, talk all about that. So. I'm excited. Thanks, everybody, Thanks, for guys. listening. Yes, have a good night, everybody. We'll see we'll you see back you guys on Monday. We'll see you guys on live. Yes. Good night, everybody. V891, The Roar is proud to announce that we can now be heard on 89.1 all day, every day, for the first time in Villanova's history. Listen to our programming anywhere in the main line on 89.1, 24 hours a day, seven days a week with our now full-time FM signal. And stay tuned for details of how WXVU plans to celebrate this exciting milestone. Villanova University's WXVU Villanova. Visit our all-new website at WXVU.org. We're on air serving the main line at 89.1 on your FM dial or stream us anytime, anywhere on the Radio FX app. V891, The Roar is proud to announce that we can now be heard on 89.1 all day, every day, for the first time in Villanova's history. Listen to our programming anywhere in the main line on 89.1, 24 hours a day, seven days a week with our now full-time FM signal. And stay tuned for details of how WXVU plans to celebrate this exciting milestone. From the newsroom, this is WXVU News Director Gabrielle Raffoul with your weekly Mainline News Minute. This Tuesday was the first day of school for students at the new Black Rock School in Villanova. The new school is for Lower Merion School District students in grades 5 through 8 from Penwin and Gladwin. Approximately 1,000 students will attend the new school. 
fifth and sixth graders reported on Tuesday, and seventh and eighth graders reported on Wednesday. The start days are staggered to help everyone get used to the new building. The grand opening ribbon cutting ceremony for the Black Rock Middle School will take place next month. In other news, Delaware County officials last week broke ground on a new inclusive park in Upland. Delaware County Council Vice Chair Elaine Schaefer joined Director of Parks and Recreation Mark Manfred, Upland Mayor William Denon, Congresswoman Mary Gay Scanlon, and various elected officials to break ground on the future site of a playground and field on August 31st in Upland Park. The new playground will include features for children of all ages and abilities, with separate areas for younger and older children, and will include sensory activities for those with special needs. Playgrounds are shown to be important for the development of children in many ways, and offer emotional, social, mental, and physical benefits to children of all ages. With this week's Mainline News Minute, I'm Gabrielle Rafool from the WXVU Newsroom. Villanova's Family Weekend is being held September 23rd through the 25th. Family Weekend is an opportunity to spend time with loved ones, connect with the Villanova community, and hear about the wonderful things happening at our university. For up-to-date details on Family Weekend events, including the Saturday Night Comedy Show featuring Colin Jost, the Family Weekend 2022 Guide and the Nova Guides app is now available in the App Store and Google Play stores. Hey everybody, it's time for today's STEM tip. Want to know how to make your selfies even better? Okay, let's use science. The best time for photos is golden hour. That's the moment right before the sun sets, when the atmosphere scatters blue and violet wavelengths, making perfect, soft, and golden selfie light to show off that beautiful face of yours. Click. Check out She Can STEM for more inspiration. A message from the Ad Council. Now, here's your three-day weather forecast for the main line. A chance of thunderstorms continues tonight, a low down to 66. Morning showers will give way to partial sunshine for your Tuesday, a high of 79 degrees. And lots of sunshine Wednesday, high of 80. It's the very best in smooth jazz. You're listening to Lights Out Villanova on V891 The Roar.
very best in smooth jazz. You're listening to Lights Out Villanova on V891 The Roar. Thank you. 